Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The days are passing. And every minute seems more dramatic than the last. In what feels like a cruel destiny, Aston Villa condemned Dean Smith's Norwich to life in the championship next season. But Michael Jackson's Burnley want to be starting something. On our last episode, we talked about the fake news of Mina Raiola's death. Now Mina Raiola is dead. You can't take your money with you when you die, but you can take your memories. And that's what we're all about making here on Footy Prime. Because it certainly isn't money. How you doing, boys? I'm Brendan Dunlop. Happy to be joined uh, on this edition of This Just In by James Sharman, Craig Forrest, and Jimmy Brennan. What's up, Sharms? How you feeling, buddy? I'm tired today for some reason, boys. I don't know why. First time I've seen you smile since we've been on this. Dra- I know. Dragging my feet a little bit today. I don't know why. Don't know. No idea. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Why would that be, Sharms? We, we, had some, we had a few drinks last night. It was fun. Well, afternoon anyway. It was good. But uh, some conversations we had. And hopefully some uh, some pretty big news for us coming up in the next week or so. So stay tuned, listeners. In the meantime, between time, the biggest news is that we've all been with Jimmy since he's joined us. It was the first time I've seen uh, Jimmy Brennan in person in a couple of years before the pandemic. Wow. So that was a lot of fun. That was lovely to see you guys. I mean, I think, you know, once every maybe four months, we'll try to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Quarterly, hey Jimmy, we're just like yeah. HST to you. You just want to deal with us on quarterly, like your taxes. Oh, you got to get a horse and carriage. I'm happy with the distance that we have, lads. He's out there in the <laughs> out there in the boonies. It was though, weird, wasn't it? Seeing each other all in three dimensions, it was really odd. There yeah, was within touch of each other. You know, it was uh, it was nice. Dunlop forgot how tall I was. I did. <laughs> I was surprised that he was taller than me. Yeah. Stood next to him. I thought. I thought you were what? like five ten. Five yeah. five nine. No, I'm, I'm like, is that I'm, what you were listed as? I'm no. a big man. He's a modern fullback. You know, the tall guys nowadays. Yeah. I've never heard you've been called tall before. <laughs> it's only because everybody looks short standing next to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. When I was doing Sportsnet with Forrest and and Dickio, and we, we did some quite a few you know standing up shots by the big screen, and people were always they say, "Well, I thought you you're much taller than I, th- I thought you were," because I guess. Dickie Owen Forrest, you look tiny. He's like, well, yeah, I am tiny beside those freaks. Yeah. They make you turn over the camera box and you stand on the camera box. You can't say freaks about tall people. No, 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 no. We're not for tall. We're not open season on tall people. 
No, you you guys are. You're beyond tall. Yeah, you're beyond tall. It's almost you freakish. Call, you call us freaks. What? Yeah, yeah, you, you are see? freaks. It is it is freakish. You you got to think too, right? Well, your height when you wait when you're six six foot six seven eight nine. If there was no sports that you could play, and you were walking down the street, you're a freak. Yep. Yeah. Fact. No one, no one sees Craig or, or Deej and say, I wonder if he's a lawyer or a doctor. No, it's like, you wonder what sport he plays. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think one in eight, seven footers in the United States are actually played in the NBA. One in eight. Mm. Not bad odds, yeah. are they? And what are the rest of you? They're all light fitters. You're in the circus. <laughs> <laughs> they change your light exactly. bulb. Yeah. <laughs> no need for a ladder, sir. No need for a ladder. You don't want to be one of those seven, that's for sure. Seven foot and not in the NBA is not great. Yeah, but the career is so short too, right? There's a few guys. It was a, a guy from Brampton, uh, Sim Bular. Remember him? Big guy, seven foot one or something. And he had a, a cup of coffee, and I think he played in uh, in Europe for a little bit. And can you imagine like someone like that just going back into normal life with a, as a cable guy or a mechanic? The lifespan's much shorter too, though, right? Because it's, it might be a shorter career, say three or four years, but you're also dying by the time you're sixty. So, in fact, it's yeah. not that short a career. Way to, br- way to bring that full circle. Not, not Craig's size. I'm talking about these, these giant guys. Craig will live to half decent age, I would think. 65? He has done already. <laughs> yeah. You think, how, how many guys would you need to carry their coffins? <sighs> wow. It'd be much bigger, right? It'd be expensive funeral. Jeez. You need like a steel buttress down the middle, because otherwise it would warp. It'd be like carrying a super king-sized bed. They put it on golf carts, right? Two golf carts? But that's how they carry them? No, they just leave your feet hanging out. <laughs> Actually, Craig, have you had a bed that's big enough? Uh, <laughs> or do you have feet always yeah, hanging over the edge? Yeah, yeah. But most, most of the time, my feet are hanging off the end, yeah. Do your suits cost more than, say, my suit, for example? Well, because there's more fabric? Just from, like, you know, square footage? Yes. Yes, of course they do. They do, right? Seems unfair. Yeah. When I started working with Dickio, we went to pick up our clothes the same day. I got three suits and like five shirts. Deech got one suit and two shirts. And he went, what the hell? Why did you get more than me? And the Lou, the guy's like, oh, well, uh, because you know, it's the same budget for all you guys there at Sportsnet. And uh, this is what this is what they gave us, Deech. And he's like, what the hell? He's like, I only got one suit out of this. Like, well, the material's expensive there, Danny boy. Well, who's full stat, Deech? You know? Yeah. No one asked you to be tall. You decided. Well, see, what he should have done with the pants is turn them into shorts, and he could have got three suits. <laughs> Whenever I see, like, Charles Barkley or, uh, or Shaq in a suit, I, I'm always, like, just blown away by how much fabric's on that suit, because they always wear the baggy suits, too, right? The big mm. ones. It's like, oh, wow, like a sail. You can make a sail out of that for a boat. Enormous. A curtain. Yeah. It's a big curtain. The good thing they have the money to pay for it. Could you imagine, like, if you couldn't and you're like uh, just going into even Mr. Big and Tall, not big, you're, you're too big for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you only custom made suits. There's yeah. nothing on the rack. Oh, do guys. you have size 22 in here with you uh, today? Uh, no, no, you don't. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you can say that you can tell by someone's financial status based on how they dress, right? Um, if they're well to do, they often dress quite nice. Uh, Mina Rayola was never that man. I never saw him in a fancy suit. Um, certainly not a tall man. But I, n- I never saw him in anything that insinuated, this is a guy walking in to do 40 million pound deals and he's walking away with 14 of his own money. Yeah, Never yeah. got that impression from the way he, he carried himself. No, no. It looked Although, like he was stealing footballs, though. Under his shirt. 
Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's, it's a tricky situation, this whole, you know, it's, a man's died, it's sad, obviously, right? He had family, friends, it's sad. But often in these cases, we start, you know, celebrating the, the wonders of the, of the human being. But Mina Riala was kind of the poster boy for a lot of what's wrong with modern sport, mm. right? And not to, you know, kick a man when he's dead, right? It is sad because, like I said, he has got, you know, another side to him, obviously. Mm. But, but he had a reputation before he was dead. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And he got really upset when people thought he was dead two days ago and then he died. That was weird. Yeah. He was texting like yesterday. Uh, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. He tweeted. So news had come out. I think it was Thursday, Thursday morning that he had passed and he tweeted Friday morning, like, still here, motherfuckers. You can't kill me. And then he died on Saturday. He got that wrong. Maybe somebody hacked into his Twitter. And he was actually, he was been, he has been dead for three days. You know, that was honestly though, my first suspicion was, is this a real account? It had the check mark. It, it yeah. looked legit, but yeah. So he's, he's 100% dead now. Well, as far as we know, or is he going to do little Machiavelli? Maybe we have reason to believe that he's dead now. You notice that nowadays, like, uh, it used to be, you have to be, make sure and double check and triple check to make sure your information that was going to be you know accurate. Now it's like being first is more important than being accurate. Yeah, it's better to be first and then wrong and then apologize. Yeah, and then not, being not wrong. Being first. Oops. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, buddy. You're not dead. Tell you what, though, this guy. I mean, his clients loved him, right? The Inebra's biography. Um, he just talks about this guy as being his his brother. That close, he just revered him, and mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing Eber wouldn't have done for this guy. So he obviously had a huge effect on his clients. And yeah, a few people about him very much, but my point just being that there's a lot of shit in this game that level and, and he and George Mendes and these super agents who take so much and that's why they're trying to change the rules now but mm-hmm. they take so much you know that's uh, I don't know it's, it's, it's a weird one that's all we shouldn't I mean and we're not we you know I don't, I don't think we think it'd be disingenuous to start saying what a wonderful person what a terrible loss for the game it is I don't think it is a terrible loss for the game on a professional level but does Erling Haaland still move to Man City I mean that's yes. important <laughs> I'm sure if he's been that sick for a while, then there must have been contingencies in place, right? He's not making all the phone calls, right? He's got a firm. He's got a business, a company, right? So I'm sure Erling Haaland is well taken care of. Yeah, I think so. I do wonder how this negotiation will go, though, and how quickly before George Mendez's team is picking up the phone, asking, hey, uh, Ibra, uh, how you doing, amigo? You good? I wonder, right? Yeah, at what point is that okay? It's like, say say your wife dies. How long is it okay you know, before the next door neighbor gives you a bell? Mm. depends on whether it's female or male well <laughs> i guess it, i guess it depends on what the relationship was like with the next door neighbor before the missus passed she's just in the ground but okay <laughs> how long would it be for you charms <laughs> actually i haven't seen your missus for a long time maybe she is dead she's in the backyard yeah i buried her a few, a few months ago she's been <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. that's why you had to leave east york eh? yeah exactly yeah <laughs> there was an um, incident i had suggested uh charms that we do a, we do a wags version of the podcast you did i know i well, mentioned it last night to the missus what do you think well, I, how think, well, I, I said to you last night there's no way my wife would agree to that <laughs> and I asked her today and there's, there's no way she'll agree to it but I said but Elena can take over she'll just you know lead it and just she she goes only if she gets very drunk first which I said what is, is that, possible what does that show look like Good just question. like this but they're, they're the guests Charms and I will be there but you lot can kind of drive the conversation and 
can be it's the wags edition so we're talking about wags in the football parlance yeah and that culture you know where the girls and wives fit into that you know you guys can tell us that and then and you I, want me I have no idea how our wives get involved i don't know this is idea. i have no clue you want me and Forrest to ask your wife's questions? Yeah, maybe that's a bad idea. <laughs> you lost a bad your idea, mind. It? Yeah, it's yeah, a really stupid idea. Yeah, I'm like, are you guys crazy? Yeah, I'd be like, hey, Brennan, Charms, you guys mind just logging off for a little bit here? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> you have questions for you. <laughs> First time I went to England, honestly, I know it's like a, it's seen as like a Hollywood stereotype. The first time I went to England and I was at uh, Tiger Tiger and um, one drink and some woman walks by and a guy goes, hello, love you. All right. And I just thought, I love this country. What a great place. It's Tiger Tiger. Is that Hull's uh, Players Lounge? <laughs> uh, Tiger Tiger was like the chain. It's like a chain of, uh, I don't know how you would describe what type of nightclubs, but you know, it's a good spot. Geordie Shore type yeah. were in there and that's how I knew about it. And uh, it was at the top of the TripAdvisor must-do list in Newcastle. A couple other things, but that was so the only bet, one. I, I bet the guy didn't say to you, to, to Elena, hey, how's it going, love, in Newcastle? No. No, but the, the voice wasn't, it wasn't a Geordie voice. It wasn't a Geordie voice, voice. okay. No, gotcha. it wasn't. You're no. with Elena? I was not with Elena. Oh, sorry. Oh, wasn't her, sorry. Right. Okay. A previous girlfriend. A prior no girlfriend. No you girlfriend. Must have been the only, you must have been the only guy in there with a full set of teeth. I was the only person in there with a coat, tell you that much. Me and my buddy were the only ones walking around downtown with the coats on. People knew we were not from there immediately. Dad and we didn't know that we you you were banned from wearing football scarves, which we were wearing as actual scarves because it was bloody cold. No colors in any pubs and clubs. Uh, Did you have a uh, Ronaldo jersey on or no? <laughs> didn't have a Ronaldo jersey on that day, no. Didn't have a Ronaldo jersey on that day. Don't any- know if that would have done me any favors anywhere in England. Maybe Manchester. Manchester. Mm, at that time, they were a little salty still, I think, about half of that. Half of it, anyway. Half of it, yeah. Best to just stick away from that. Um, speaking of uh, dead, near deaths, I thought Everton were down. But a big 1-0 win on Sunday over Frank Lampard's old club. Maybe, they'll just, maybe they've just done enough to stay up. A goalkeeper performance of the ages... Fitting, you would say that. Yes. Amazing, wasn't he? Though he was, he was Pickford great. Was acceptable. That well, I think it was a good comment. I think, I think Drury said it well. He said it was like it, it, he scored a hat trick today, basically. Like I was wondering, I thought about you, Craig, when I saw Rudiger just drive that sh- like from point blank range off his face, right? And we've all had the ball in the face. It's not pleasant, right? But as a goalkeeper, your adrenaline's up. <laughs> Jimmy, it's just so predictable. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What? I didn't even what? say anything. Ball in the I face. That's all I had to say. Br- why and- do you have to bring up my ball? <laughs> <laughs> I was making no reference when, when you to said your ball. Okay? Craig used it one ball oh. in your face. I just, I don't know why. I just, I giggled. No, I but I mean, it's, it's, it's not pleasant. That, like, from a, Jesus it's, no, it's not pleasant. No, but the adrenaline's <laughs> surging oh. through you, you know? <laughs> well, that's, again, that's a personal choice. Some might enjoy that. But generally speaking, as a goalkeeper, you don't enjoy getting the ball in the face. And no. when you do get that ball in the face, I mean, at what point do you realize, I just got a ball in the face, that sucks, or because you've got to stay alert. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking, are we yes. taking him serious right you know, now with this? I tell you, you know what, though? <laughs> you gladly you gladly take one in the face. 
<laughs> to keep it out of the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to... So I'm going to title this episode, This Just In, Taking Balls in the Face. <laughs> now, a ball. So when you're in the box, right? <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. He's having a real conversation here. When the opposition penetrates the box, swinging <laughs> balls round back. What's happening? If you spill the ball in the box, right? Yeah. And then take yeah. it in the face. <laughs> At what point do you realize? Yeah, because you're alert. You got to stay alert, right? This rebounds. Yeah. The game's yeah. still. You can't. Oh, I, got, I got a ball in the face. My forefoot. No, you, you can't do that. You're a goalkeeper. You got to be tough and pull a calf. Well, actually, in right. that case, you're you're not in a bad position because you know the referee's seen it, and now it's a head injury. They're going to blow up, right? It's not. It's not like the De Gea one, where he rolled his ankle on his own player. Remember, and he went down. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like get up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, it, correction, it, does, by the way. it does hurt though. I've taken a, I've taken a few shots off the face, mm-hmm. and it's it's not nice, especially the when they're in ten yards and mm-hmm. they're rifling it, and you're just kind of throwing mm-hmm. your body, and it's square right in the face. Oh. You make do you get I get angry? It makes me angry, like when I start punching the ground. That kind of uh, pain, right? Because you know it's not gonna, you know it's not done damage to you, but you're pissed off, like fuck. Yeah, you got to go through it. You just gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's that You're second part of the play that you got to react to, right? Like you can't yeah. say, "Oh, it's not over face. when you get it in the face." No, it's not over. It's still, it's still going on. It disorients. We're, we're talking about a football. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Not, not a teabag. Usually, so the we, film is over when she gets it in the face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel good, guys. I'll tell you that for free. The game's <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's left us the apologies. Anyway. But it disorients you for how long, Jimmy? Like you're able to finish the play. I guess everyone is different, but it must yeah, be like getting different. punched I mean, like, in, the, in the face. Yeah, it depends where, where you take it. I mean, like I've taken a square on in the face and, and that, that hurts. That hurts like hell and your nose is bleeding a little bit. And, but if you turn and it hits you in the bottom of the jaw, that's mm-hmm. where that really hurts. That annoys That's That's not Annoys-y. a good feeling. No, you're well, right. the, ball, the balls now are different to the balls 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? When you yeah, get a ball in the face. They're still, they're still coming with pace, and they're, they're, they're coming even faster now, the balls. Yeah, right. Lighter, they're lighter. They're lighter. But they're and they're faster. moving, so they're hard to judge a lot of the times. And sometimes you're trying to do a little turn or throw your body in it. Just, or if you're in a wall and you're oh, covering your yeah. lunch kit, and then you take one, right, like you can't get your hand. Like you you're still the rather, you'd rather take it in the face, though, than in the, in the lunch kit, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Every so time. You, you don't want to see people standing there. <laughs> you're, you're not well, the wall covering your face and leaving your balls yeah. open. Cross your legs. <laughs> but talk about the response time as well. It's disoriented to get uh, smacked in the face like that. But you're able, oftentimes you're able to respond and at least have make some type of effort. If you get in the lunch kit, you're falling like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. No one's able to stay in the play after getting it in the lunch kit. And, and the, the whole wall. crowd, 30,000 people in unison, no matter who they support, are all like, oh. Oh, yeah. And then when you do go down, your kit man or your uh, your physio, he's running out or she, whoever it is. And they're laughing. <laughs> they're laughing. And then remember when they used to do the old, they used to just pump your legs? <laughs> pump your knees legs. to the chest. Knees to the chest, right? They're like, what's the matter? Oh, my bollocks. I feel like they're in my stomach. I'm, yeah. Oh, I can't breathe. I feel so bad. And they're just laughing. They're like, well, yeah. what do you want me to do? Do you want me to 
Do you want me to, do you want me to rub them? Like, what? <laughs> they yeah. put the gloves on. You're like, no, yeah. don't touch them. <laughs> and there's absolutely nothing they can do for you. There's nothing except just sit there and laugh at you until they, mm-hmm. you start it's getting a, a feeling pain, back. isn't it? I know. Oh, it's a painful feeling. Because it's just, it's it, it comes slowly, slowly and slowly. And then before you know it, it's hit you, right? But it's not straight away. Yeah. But you know it's in the mail. Yeah. And you know exactly how it's going to feel. It's going to be awful. Yeah, it's a split second, but you know it. <laughs> and yeah. my wife whines about, you no! know, childbirth is so painful. And I say, that's nothing. I bet it's nothing compared to this. And she won't have it. And how do you know? And then she says, well, how do you well, know? Well, it is probably. She's right in a way that it'd be like getting kicked in the nuts over and over and over and over. <laughs> the speed bagged. That would be Yeah, but what I say, though, is at least at the end of that, you have a reward. You've got a kid. What's the reward from being, you know, taking one right in the kit? There's no reward. It's not you're holding a baby in your arms afterwards, are you? Saying, "Oh, that was worth the pain." It's nothing. It's not uh, worth it. It's not. It's not worth that's it. De- that's debatable. <laughs> well, well, uh, if, you, if you don't want kids, there's a reward there. For that if you take it in the nuts hard enough. That's true. Oh, yeah, exactly. Three vasectomy. That's now how yeah. we're we're managing this. That's yeah. I tell you, I tell you, you, one, you of the, one of the worst feelings you'll ever have when you're playing, and I'm sure you guys have had it, is when you get the wind knocked out of you. Yeah, yeah. But you think you're going to? You know, if you're going up for a header and a guy ducks and you go over top of him and you land and yeah. you can't breathe and oh, it's, a it's almost a, it's a, it's frightening. It's it scary because you you can't catch your breath and you're just like I'm going to die here. You're going to die. Yeah, you think you're going to die. Yeah. It's been having not played sports for so many years. I haven't had that done for so many years now. It's weird actually. They mention it. Worst feeling. By we should far. do one. They like, get you and just take like, shots. Drop you. Drop you like, from a few feet up, like and. Just yeah, we'll do maybe pack. do a, a footy prime video. Like we'll take it in the face, we'll get it in the lunch kit. You know, we'll w- sure. wind, wind each other. Do gr- great ratings. Sharman's been trying to get me mm. to go to his like boxing class with him since I moved out here, <laughs> and I'm like, he just wants to kick my ass. This is like <laughs> a le- kind of legit yeah. way. Like, oh no, be, you put the helmet on and the gloves, it'll be fine. There's be a no supervisor helmet. here. He's from Brazil. He speaks no English. No, it's great. Yeah, no, it'll totally be fine. <laughs> I I didn't realize that Sharms did uh, a charity boxing. Mm-hmm. No, not just charity. This is for fitness. He's well, just like a no. He was in a ring. No, he was in a ring. I was yeah. full on fight. Three rounds. Was, uh, yeah, about th- four years ago, it came up. I remembered it because I remembered it, but it came on my Facebook uh, memories this week. Four years ago. Oh I was my a sports god! Nest still. Remember that, Craig? I think I told you guys. Yeah. That night. Why yeah. do you think his face looks like a Weldo's bench right now? Yeah, he's got the shit at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I was so good looking before. Actually, it kind of straightened his nose out. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Boxer's nose. Look at that. Yeah. Boxer's nose. So, who did you fight? Just a guy from the my, my club, my gym. Oh, you didn't there. like him? No, he's a great guy. We sparred quite a lot together, actually. And he's he's a good fighter. He's better than me. And uh, when, when they matched us up, I was, I was surprised. Like, oh Christ, I don't want to fight this guy for real because he's fucking Stevie tough. Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was blind. Yes. <laughs> no, it was amazing. Three rounds, just three rounds. And uh, I was telling these guys, like, I've never had such. I've never been so so pumped in my life after that mm. fight finished. I was, I mean, I was exhausted. I had nothing left, nothing at all. But the adrenaline was just coursing through me. Like, I can imagine? I mean, having not played top level sports, you know, I get pumped up for games, but nothing like these guys would have done. But that must have been pretty close because I can't imagine feeling higher from a physical activity than having your face punched in for three rounds and then you, finally the bell goes. Oh, thank Christ, yeah. it's finished, and I'm on my feet yeah. still. What? Um, so. Would you do it again? You see, here's the thing. I, w- I loved it. My missus and my parents came to me afterwards and said, they don't ever do that again. Because they I've got some handle. concussions in the past, right? And I'm in my mm-hmm. mid to late 40s. 
and I probably shouldn't be doing it, but I, I definitely spar again. I, I will spar. I do spar. Um, but as far as well, were the, were the, were the pillows again, made out of fleece, they were fourteen ounce gloves, man. I tell you, you, you felt oh, you felt every punch. It was a pillow fight, wasn't it? So maybe we can set something up, Charms, with Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey? he'll, he'll he'll bring the audience. I'll bring my face. Yeah, and we'll be in your corner. Didn't Conor McGregor call him out with this the white weekend? towels ready? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ready, white, ready to throw him. <laughs> Like, no, 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 hold off a little bit. We think he's got a chance. I hate the whole sham that that is, but it does seem as though he's, you know, he's, he's really picked up the skill of it and he's, he's pretty I don't good. know if I'd say good, but seems good enough to be able to continue to fleece people for millions. Like he's, he's made a cash box. He's made a, a printing machine. Yeah. He yeah. needs to fight a real fighter though. Well, Conor, Conor McGregor was ripping him this week. Uh, this weekend on, on on the social, saying who the fuck is this clown? Basically, so that could be the beginning. Because I mean, he's all strategic, Connor, right? So that'd be a big money fight. Yeah, well, Connor they're McGregor also jealous. Him. They're also jealous because he's making literally millions and millions. I bet they are thousand yeah. percent. Um, I'm sure there's some listeners that want to punch me in the face. I just want to make a correction. I said if you are here. <laughs> yeah, you usually said, you said what? I said Cafu. Getting the Rivaldo, right? All in the face, but I meant Rivaldo. Yeah, I know. Um, he took it in the shins and fell as if he did. That's right. Yeah. Yes, that was Rivaldo. Oh, okay. Back to Everton, Chelsea. Sorry, but to interrupt there. But uh, in case we move on from Pickford, he, he, he was great. And he, we got sidetracked with the ball in the face. Yeah, so, that's right. That's right. right. It's unlike us, isn't it? Anthony yeah. Gordon. Anthony Gordon looks like a scrapper to me. I like this kid, man. He, he reminds me a bit of Rooney when he broke through. He's just like a street fighter. Street. He's just, he loves the game, obviously, right? He's got that attitude, that tenacity. And whenever he gets aboard his feet, you think something's going to happen. He's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is exciting. Coming a good time too. He's handling it very well. But they're not there yet. No, no. they're not. Burnley but, had a great result themselves this weekend. Hey, man, Leeds but, are close. Jesus. Oh, yeah, Leeds are. Yeah. yeah. But we looked at the fixture list. You ran through it, and we thought, where are they going to get enough points to stay up? And we all wrote off getting anything from Chelsea as a possibility. So you look at the five matches they have remaining now, hard to believe that they've still got five, but these two midweekers, they're away to Leicester, away to Watford, home to Brentford, home to Palace, and then away to Arsenal the last Sunday of the season. <laughs> Watford's the game in hand, right? I guess so, yeah. That, it's, it's a midweek, midweek game, right? I think it's next it's rescheduling. week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. And I mean, listen, that, should we now... We should at some point discuss our uh, strong opinions on Sean Dyche being fired, right? We're all Dyche fans. Thought it was a bad call, what they're thinking. But tell you what, Michael Jackson is getting it done right now. Thrilling. I tell you what, it's, it's not good. As good as it is for Burnley, what's happening is not good for managers overall. Mm. Right? Yep. Yeah, the old ma- the new manager's bump. The new manager's bump. Because generally <laughs> speaking, they'll get it more times than not, but they'll drop back down. So I guess maybe that's what the ownership were thinking. Well, if we get it, we've got no time to sort of drop down into that. We'll be either safe or we won't be. But if they stay up, know. does he get the job? Because I think everyone thought interim tag. They were talking about some big names, even if they were to go down. You know, as a, as a club, so. they'll be favored to come back, straight back up next season with the right manager. They're linked with a bunch of big names, but 
I mean, the way that they performed under him now, the the unity it seems like that there's in that room. Yeah. How do you well, know? They, they, they don't have to do anything to the end of the season. So, you know, there's plenty yeah, of time to. Time. Right. Well, Roy's name was mentioned. They Hodgson about that job as well. And of course, they, they beat Watford. The best part of the entire weekend for me was seeing Roy Hodgson wearing shades in the dugout. <laughs> he looked like a uh, an East London gangster. He really did. He was he amazing. Look, he looked like Bricktop's brother, Flat Top. <laughs> yeah. Snatch is one of my favorite movies. Silent of all time. R, they call him. Silent R. If they had actually hung on and won that game, they 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 had a a slight chance, but now they're buried. They're down. They go to the French shore. They can't catch. No. Um, well, at this point, Everton. No, no. Sorry, Everton, no uh, yeah, Leeds, Leeds and Leeds and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Norwich is down, Watford's yeah. down. So it's but the, the good thing month. is, which I like, is that it keeps it interesting towards the end of the season. Now, yeah. at the top of the table, you got Man City and Liverpool going at it, and then at the bottom, you got Burnley, Leeds, Everton, top four, top four, Spurs and Arsenal banging Spurs it out, Arsenal, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get into that Champions League. So it's it's West interesting, Ham just yeah. concentrating on their semi final every week. Yeah, that's 2020 season, right? Well, off for two, three months with COVID and came back. They finished the season, I think, the first weekend of July or whatever it was. And it was thrilling with three teams, um, two you knew were going to go down and three teams all within a goal or a point of each other. I mean, I hated that Aston Villa was involved in that. But the fact that it was one goal that sent Bournemouth down and kept Villa yeah. up, that, that was a thrilling day for mm-hmm. Premier League fans. Yeah, that's one thing I think that a lot of general sports fans that haven't caught on to football yet or maybe they are just starting to catch on to it is that there's that run for the fourth spot for champions league which is massively important for those clubs you know right so you got your yeah. champion the race for that the europa league stuff is still important as well and then down at the bottom i mean it's devastating if you get relegated that so that race and that challenge down there or to get promoted which is going on jimmy's team's you know killing it right now nottingham force and it's going to go big game i believe on tuesday Bournemouth. yeah that's right you know so there's there's so many things uh like really damaging um things situations in the game and in the divisions that can financially ruin you literally Well, you guys are saying before how in a a relegation battle, it's not just about, you know, the fact that the team's going down to a low division. It affects the whole morale of the club because people lose their jobs behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, people that you don't even know of. You know, the whole club gets downsized. Now, a team like Norwich, Jimmy, he gets relegated again, a team that you were with, but they're a yo-yo team. No one's team's been relegated more from the Prem than than Norwich. They must have the expectation. So when they do go back to the Prem... And they hire people because it's a bigger show. You could hire some. Yeah. They must be well aware that that could be a short-lived job, short-lived contract. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. It is. You know, there, there's people that are, that are there in, within that club that that are there for life. Um, and then obviously, when you go up to the Premier League, they're bringing people to to help out with with certain needs. But they Norwich knows as well that you know they could be in the Premier League for two years and back down again, or they could be there four years and back down again. So they. They've got to. They've got to adjust. I think it's harder for the clubs that haven't been. For instance, like in Everton, if Everton goes down, yeah. that will destroy the club, mm-hmm. right? Because now they're going to have to. Well, well, maybe maybe for the first year. For the first year, they'll keep everybody intact. And but if they're down there for two, three, four years, almost oh, like if, with Sunderland, the yeah, club yeah. just absolutely it's demoralizing. 
Look people are losing their jobs yeah. and people and people don't well, realize that you know that the passion and, and the way of life in the UK is it's all about football and that club that they support it's family like they they have to be involved in it and for somebody that's been in a in a involved in a club for say 20 years to all of a sudden say yeah we've been relegated and I'm sorry we, we've got to let you go yeah oh, and it was 1958 They've been in the top flight. Two. I think 52, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Did you see that Oldham dropped out of the Football League this That's past crazy. week? Um, the first Premier League team to ever do that. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, boy. How's Oldham be? I fucking How's hated Oldham? playing oh, at yeah. Oldham. Yeah. <laughs> what was it about that ground that you hated? Well, it sat up at the top of a hill. Uh, the pitch was slightly sloped. It was plastic for many years. Mm. Yeah. And we played there. It's always a gale force wind going downhill, it seems. And actually, in Joe Royal's book, um, he said, I never managed a game where I actually thought I had won the game 100% before it being played, except for one Ipswich Town when they came when he was manager of Oldham. <laughs> they showed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's great their, their song used to kill me what's the song meat pie sausage roll come on Oldham give us a goal <laughs> love it <laughs> Charms, so, you gotta you gotta capture that you need to I know. use that bring I just, that to the I know I've got introduced to the, uh, the York United supporters absolutely there you go meat pie sausage roll York United we need a goal <laughs> love it Speaking of York United, uh, Michael Petrasso played at Oldham. That was his first loan when he That's was at right, QPR. Yeah. Played at <laughs> Oldham. And it, it, any listeners of the footy show know that it's a famous answer to one of our Christmas quizzes. The winner. Uh, one of Sharman's only. That was the winner, yeah. The mm-hmm. match winner. How's Oldham sound for you? Yeah. We had to go through every single team that I played in the Premier League ever. I, actually, I think, well, or, or was it every single team that Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, had beaten? Was that what it was? Either way, it was a yeah. difficult question. I, I feel like the first question we would have got to quicker, but yeah, how's Oldham for you? That was the yeah, last it's one. one of the most uh, an edgiest seat, dramatic moments in, in podcast history, wasn't it? <laughs> the top, <laughs> top four race is going to be pretty dramatic, as is the title race, of course, but you mentioned relegation and who can't afford it. Who needs to finish fourth more? Tottenham, who won 3-1 mm-hmm. at home to Leicester, or Arsenal? who won 2-1 away to West Ham this weekend? That's a good question. I would say... That all depends on who... I'm going to say Tottenham, though. Really? And the reason being a couple of things. Firstly, Arsenal have missed out for five straight years, right? They're a young team. They're building. They've got a young manager. They they can still grow, right? And get there maybe next year. Spurs had to convince Harry Kane to stay. They Mm -hmm. have to convince Antonio Conte to stay. Mm -hmm. God knows who else they've got convinced to stay. They need the money. So I think they need fourth place because they're at a, at a different stage in their development compared to Arsenal. They're a little bit further along and they need that money and that lure of the Champions League to keep players and retain them, and managers. Whereas yeah, I think I, Arsenal, if they finish fifth, then they're still a very fine. good point. I agree, good point. I agree with you there, Sharms. Absolutely. I think you're, you're right. You know, with the, They've got that unbelievable stadium now and now they've got a manager who's in, who's in talks near enough or they're thinking they might lose and Harry Kane, you're totally, you're bang on. They have to be in Champions League in order to keep everybody happy. Hmm. If they're in fifth place, watch out. Yeah. I think 
Part of the reason why I think it's Arsenal is because I look at those two main points, Harry Kane and Antonio Conte, and I think that it doesn't matter because they're both gone. Now, whether they stay next season and they play in the group stage or they're involved in the group stage, excuse me, in the Champions League, we're still talking in January. I don't see a scenario where we're not talking in January. Is Harry Kane going to leave? Where we're not talking about mm, Antonio Conte doesn't look happy. Yeah. Is he, mm-hmm. he going to quit? This next job, I mean, the rumor of him throwing his hat into the ring publicly for PSG. I mean, it's almost like this constant um, doubt. I guess it's not uncertainty, but yeah, just this constant worry. It's almost, I I look at it, Hurricane in particular, and wonder, would Spurs just be better off going forward if they just parted ways with Hurricane so you don't have this cloud hanging over? See, I I look at it as well, right? You You make good points there, but... You need them to get into Champions League simply because of the fact if Conti leaves and Kane leaves, then you've got a carrot for for that next person that's coming in. So now yeah. you're going to go get a top manager. Now you're going to get a top striker because they're going to be playing Champions League football that next season. Now, and if they, they don't they make need, they need it to pay some yeah. bills too. For Remember sure. that stadium was a yeah. massive bill for them and it's going to anchor them for a while, like for sure, financially. It already has. Yeah. Okay, so where if you're saying be kind of assuming that Kane's leaving, where's he going? If exactly. Holland's going to City, then that that's done. Man United is not a Champions League team, right? Why would he go there at this point? Um, Chelsea are going to, who knows what's happening there right now? Maybe they sell Lukaku, maybe they bring in him, but I can't imagine Kane going to Chelsea. The Spurs fans who, who revere him would just despise him. Maybe go to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe if he's going to chase the money, maybe. But maybe, I mean, who can afford him? If they, they, they were demanding 150 last year, right? For, for mm-hmm. Kane from City. That's what broke down. They were going to pay 150. Who in European football outside of PSG, and maybe, hey, maybe it's PSG, but outside of PSG, City, um, Newcastle, um, yeah. can afford to pay 150 million for a striker? I don't see Barca doing it just Newcastle, yet. Newcastle, Mbappe. Again, Champions League. Stay in England, <laughs> another part. No, right? so, I, mean, part I, don't, of, I don't know where. You don't have any building, from. something building. You're yeah. still, you're yeah, still talking he, about one season, though. And if Spurs finish fifth and don't qualify for the Champions League, and United come and put together 135 in a package that he wants, Ten Hag, it's a new chapter. It's a new start. I think yes. you would look they, at that if situation. They fifth, if they finish fifth, right? But you're saying I think you think either way he could be gone, fourth or fifth. I think if I they think finish either, fourth, either way, we're having this conversation in January. Whether whether he does stay or not, it's just this constant looming uncertainty mm-hmm. and worry. Well, if he signs a five year contract though, to stay at Spurs, right? Uh, why why would he do that? Place? Well, I mean, yeah. because no one else can take him right now, and security is something. And if you can guarantee Champions League football next year and beyond, then I, I don't. It's, it's not a bad fit for him, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is but a he legend wants, there. He wants to win, and if he's, going, win. if he's going to go somewhere, he's going to. He's not going to go to Newcastle for building. He's 28 years old. He's going to go somewhere where he's going to go, I'm going to win trophies now. Because if you look at what trophies has he won? Carabao Cup. Did they do that? No, nothing. I don't think so. Nothing. 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 So you're 28, one of the best strikers in England. He got a bronze bronze medal at the Euro. Nah, but he's he's got to go somewhere. He's got to go somewhere where he's going to win. He could be a World Cup winner. Don't forget, he's got a World Cup to look forward to in November, December as well. So he wants yeah. to be somewhere where he's playing each week. Yeah. 
Well, he's going to be 29 in July, so <laughs> the, the clock is ticking. It is, right? But, but, who well, can, but, but who even can at this him? point, club. Real Madrid. If they at don't this get point, his resale value is already not very good. I could definitely see a scenario in which Real Madrid are not able to procure Kylian Mbappe. And that first week of August with the newspapers and it's holiday season and everyone, this frenzy, I think Real Madrid feel that more than anyone. And we saw that with Florentino Perez in the Super League, like this addiction to relevancy and dominance. And it's this old world, you know, Castilian royalty feeling that they have, this entitlement to be amongst the top. This is part of the reason why they spend what they don't have. I could absolutely see Real Madrid swooping in. I agree if they don't get Mbappe. I do agree. Yes. Okay, so how about this one? If if Kane, if Mbappe goes to Madrid, Real Madrid, and Kane ended up going to PSG, does that change the dynamic of PSG where they could actually win a Champions League? Because that's all they're trying to do is win a Champions League. God, well, man, the, the story mean, there is this past week is that um, obviously Mbappe is likely leaving, right? There's yeah. a good chance... Poch is leaving as well, as is Leonardo, the director of football. They're saying they're now open to seeing Neymar leave as well. He's 30. Yep. It's time to, and they want to build around Messi. That's what the word from oh. the club last year, last week. They want to build around Messi, you know, and whether that's a mistake or not, that's their plan, which means bringing more star power in. And they're losing, leave it, they're losing Mbappe and losing Neymar. Kane, I think, would be a fit in that regard. <clears throat> And if the manager who we think might end up getting in there, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't he take him with him? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, they, it, he's going to PSG, son of a bitch. Yeah. It'll make sense. Goes, wouldn't he be going, hey, I'm going, I'm getting this gig, and you're coming How much with me? money do you have to have if you're actually building a team around Messi at this point? <sighs> like, what's that for, the next 12 months? Exactly. It's, it's dumb, but that's that's. Yeah. thing is, could you imagine how awful would it be, though, to say to Hung Min Son, Hey, Sonny, I'm leaving you. I'm sorry. If there's one player in, in English football, you wouldn't want to say it to, it's got to be him. He's the nicest guy in football. I'm breaking up with you. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> do you know, I've, I think... We're I waiting think, for you to do that to us, though, Charm. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's an unbelievable player. Son. Amazing. But you never really hear about the big clubs coming, in, coming after him, do you? I know. It's strange, isn't it? Which is yeah. weird for me. I mean, not the f- mention the fact he's he's obviously Korean, and you can unlock the Asian market. With have been crying out for that player, that world class Asian player, right? Yeah. You could sell so many shirts in that part of the world, right? Well, and there's usually also that's the a- fact that he's always sort of, you know, signed a contract, and he's never been sp- any speculation about him moving anywhere. And never. he's making think- he's making good money. He is now. I think what's unfair is that his success was so often tied to Harry Kane. They work very well together. They might be one of the best duos in England. They're number one, right? Ever. As, ever. Like goals ever. and assists, yeah. But I think that he's done himself a lot of favors to get rid of that idea when Kane has been injured and Son has been the man. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah. It's it's wild that we're not we don't talk about United coming in for him or Maybe he needs Mino Real as his agent. <laughs> I really wonder what's going to happen with well, Mino. Well, really, right? I guarantee you, if Mino or George Mendes or whoever had Hung Sing Mun, <laughs> Hung Sing Mun, Jesus Christ, Hung Min Son, his name would be out there. Every transfer window. <clears throat> yeah, one of those guys you mentioned is going to have a hard time. 
Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's got much reception where he is. <laughs> don't think he'll be answering those phone calls. All right. Um, how about the title race itself then? When Liverpool started the weekend with a one 0 win away up at Newcastle. I thought Newcastle like played pretty well. I think they Liverpool were hanging around. The time, they were they hanging were around. Time. Could have been three 0 at halftime. Yeah, but you, know, you get beyond the eighty minute mark with a a team. You know they've got some pieces. Newcastle that burn you. They're playing at home. Like you're always playing with fire. So as in control as Liverpool had have looked, if they're not putting it away with two or three goals late on, I think that they're they've shown in the past that they can be susceptible. It's it's part of the part of the worry. I, 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 I thought you, I had they had they shown that, that they're susceptible. You can only weather the storm for so long. Yeah, Liverpool had so much possession. They killed them all over mm. the park. They destroyed them. Yeah, just because only it on. it's you, only a matter of time. You can't win every game five 0 No, you're gonna have those games. And no. Newcastle has come a long way, right? Really good at home, <clears throat> defensively. Yeah. They're they're sound, right? So they're not the Newcastle that they were, you know, six months ago. They're a good team now, and that's not an easy place always, to go. Right, it's hard. St James Park's very difficult. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, Ellen Road used to be a very difficult ground, but uh, Man City made well of that four 0 on Saturday, yeah. it was great though. Ellen Road was rocking though. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man! They're enjoying their football again. I hope they stay up. I really do. Yeah, it's a great. It's well. an amazing place to play. Yeah, is it? it is. That's that's a club that needs to be in the prem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I needs agree. to be in there. It, it's been a lo- you know it was a long time, sixteen years without them to see yeah. them back. I think a lot of neutrals were quite happy to see that. And Wait, the, uh, so, sorry, B, sorry. I'm just going to say, you know, seeing that place full and rocking coming out of the pandemic, I think a, a lot of neutrals. Are happy to see them a player again. Yeah, that's what I was when Craig and Jimmy say it's, it's an amazing place to play at. Like, what do you mean by that exactly? As an as an opposing team, what, what's amazing about it? Well, I mean, the first time, well, the first time my sister and mum came over to England, we had an away game uh, at Ellen Road, and they they took a train the whole deal um, from the train station, the horses taking you right to the stadium into a pen. Um, several people ended up bleeding around my sister, getting hit with coins and things like that. They were like, it's just insane. And beyond that, like they just, it's loud. It's like, it's a super intense pace place to play. Mm. Couldn't you have got great, a better great seats? stadium? Great mm-hmm. stadium. Couldn't you have gotten them a coach so they didn't have to, uh, or a private car, so they didn't have to come on the train? No Uber back then? Oh, no, they wanted to do the whole thing. They wanted to do the whole experience. Was that the first and last time? (laughs) We've seen the experience now. And and then the other place they went to is Port Vale. And it was like, oh, man. I think it was New Year's Day. And it was snowing. And it was, Port Vale is another you know stoke yeah 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 stoke, okay. stoke well at least stoke's got a nice stadium now but like old amish <laughs> yeah but they, and they had the biggest pitch in the world at port vale did they oh it was huge that was on the hill too on a slope yeah it was on a slope massive pitch just a on a shithole crazy i yeah. couldn't could imagine you know these teams that are chasing champions league football you go to that ground. Like people talk about how horrible Turf Moore is. Deitch probably more than anyone. 
hated going to turf more. But imagine if there was a slope. Imagine if it was an uneven pitch. Yeah. Imagine if you had to play at Yankee Stadium multiple times a season. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Why are these pitches sloped? I mean, because they go back can. 150 years and they yeah. can't they fix it. They're like that. They're like on <laughs> they, big angles. It's crazy. But but yeah. just at one end though. What are you no, talking about? about? You think it goes like this? It goes teetered back and forth? <laughs> no, no. But second no, half, but, it goes back up. <laughs> it's a, no, but it's a, that's not what I meant. It's a drainage. Like the, there's actually a strategy to this, particularly with turf pitches, right? You see this in Toronto. If you've ever played at Lamport, yes. And the, the rugby team was there and it's yeah. designed for to improve drainage or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I could mm-hmm. imagine that at some point where they're figuring out how to manage and improve the pitch that this slope comes into play whether they naturally decided to keep it or whether it was intended to no, give it's them because where, where they build it right because it's like rolling hills and you know the english countryside back then it's big rolling yeah. hills and you're trying to put a football pitch on a on a hill and you try yeah. to get as level as you can but it's almost impossible but i know what you mean by the drainage but the drainage in, yeah that's not why canada's down the middle right so the it falls yeah. off east and west yeah yeah whereas these like north and south the pitch is on an mm-hmm. angle they weren't, they weren't bulldozers when they were built because it's so freaking long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can't, you can't adjust a... it now because then you got to rip up the whole stands and those cups can't yeah, afford the to stands. do that. <laughs> uh, mentioned Aston Villa to Norwich nil. So Norwich down. Um, we talked about them being a yo-yo club. But um, Jimmy, any any thoughts on them or any No, I, any knew, I, knew, you, I knew you were going to say something because I tweeted out as well that the Canarians weren't going to lose that lose. match. And uh, you text me right away and let me know that they, that Villa scored. So that was nice. <laughs> Poor old Dean Smith, eh? Poor old Dean Smith. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll, they'll, listen, Norwich Nor- Nor- will be back. Norwich will be back. They're, they're that club. They know how to, they know how to survive. They know how to get back up. And mm-hmm. go down yeah. again. Yeah, they do. But they, they're so used to it. They'll be back up within the next two it. years. Will Timo uh, stick around again, do you think? Or will he finally move? I don't know. He's comfortable there. He's yeah, enjoying exactly. it. You know, I talked to a couple of the guys and they said he he's loving it. Oh, yeah? He's, he's had a good season again, right? Yeah, he's he had another great goals. season. And the thing is, too, like, and I, and I would say, you know, with, with footballers, you footballers are most comfortable when they find a home. Mm-hmm. And he's at a place right now where he's found a home and he's playing great football, scoring bags of goals, making good money. You know, do you want to leave and go somewhere else? And all of a sudden now things aren't going well for you. You're not scoring goals. Yeah. And Where can he go to make more money up? than he is now? Yeah. And PSG. Norwich is going to pay good. Mm-hmm. PSG. <laughs> to join the build around Messi. Kane, yeah, Messi, exactly. and Pookie. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. How about uh, Turkish football? How about Woo. that? Wow. Traps on sport. Wow. 38 years or something since they won 38 right? years, yeah. 1984 was the last one. Can you Proper name the, invasion. There are two players that Premier League fans, no. although, excuse me, one of them uh, never played in the Premier League, but fans of the Premier League uh, would, would know this player. Uh, he was a Serie A star for a long time. There are two players of note on that team. While we talk about them, see if you can name them. One, one played at Villa. He didn't actually, but you know, it's funny you say that because I thought he had... I looked it up like immediately to see what year it was, and I thought he had. So I'll give you a hint. It wasn't Villa, but he played in the Premier League and the Championship, I believe. And uh, it's uh, he played for a team who've changed their colors recently. Oh, oh, Cardiff. Is it? Um, is it Marek Hamzik? 
Well, he didn't play at Cardiff, but Merrick Hemsick was the Serie A star I was talking about. Yes. <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm cheating here. That's why I'm yes. just going through. Ah, yeah, of course you are. I don't know. He, I had no idea he'd gone there, actually. I, I didn't either. Know. No. A team there. that changed their colors. Oh, Cardiff. so you're Cardiff, right? Cardiff. Um, and what, they went red? It's Cardiff. Yeah. They they're went back. red and they're back to blue. The, they, were the, they were still the Bluebirds wearing red that season they went to the Prem. Yeah. Yusuf Erdogan? No. Sounds like a warlord. That's because it's the same last name as the president. Oh, that celebration, though, what's going on right now in oh, the streets. Oh, Shaquille. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Me neither. It's like something very unique. Like, it's good on them. Do you know if what you're they, listening we, to this we, and you've we, not seen it, I, I don't think, Prime account. I don't think people give Turkish football enough credit. No. No. Because the not. league is fantastic. The support is off the, the charts. The support. It the league, is the talent ridiculous. is okay. I mean, most of them are leaving. But off and on, once in a while, like Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, most of the time. Yeah. I think Trapsistor was the first non-Istanbul team to ever win it. And they nearly won it in 2011. I think they lost on goal differential. They came close. Yeah. They've yeah. had a few players that Premier League fans know in the past. Uh, Daniel Sturridge was there. Most recently, and then who was the guy played at Chelsea? He was French. He, he played for France uh, in a big tournament, and then he played for French Guinea against Canada in that Gold Cup. Remember when he, they got disqualified? Oh, I know who it is. It's just come to me. Played at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. French. You want it? Yeah. yeah. Florent Maluda. Boom. That's there, right. There you go. Maluda. Florent Maluda. He played there. Um, but yeah, good for Trabzonspor. 23 points f- better than Besiktas, who finished fifth. Besiktas was the champions last season. There's quite a few players that end up going over to, to Turkey, huh? Ton. A lot, like from, from England and rest of Europe. Mm-hmm. And a, lot of, a lot of people end up in there. Sam Matakubi's there. Sam Matakubi's right. there. Our Canadian boys, uh, we got three of them there, don't we? That's yeah. right. Must be. And then Besiktas didn't have, well, I mean, they're outside of the, the top. Fifth. Yeah. Finished fifth. 23 yeah. points back, yeah. But th- this is the thing, and you always see that with it when it's a new team. That's, that happens for Galatasaray and Fenerbahce as well. And this is often happens in Portugal where they qualify for the Champions League and they, they got to put those the eggs in that basket. So mm-hmm. they have a you know rough first half of the season in the league mm-hmm. because they prioritize the Champions League. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of always the case. And, and to go back to the Tottenham point, that's, I think, also the other thing that works against them. Whereas they make the Champions League once, but you're not really betting on them to do it again, to finish fourth. It's kind of like in Italy, that fourth place team usually flips. Now maybe Atalanta's done it a few times, but like it, that fourth place team would be at Napoli, be it. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah. So, so it, it almost Roma. ruined Leeds, right? Because Leeds was that fourth team who got in there once, and then they assumed that they'd keep getting in there, and they spent on the money. Yeah, they and budgeted all, their budget around qualifying every year for the Champions League. No, yep, with idiots. these crazy pay structures for these players they brought in, assuming they'd qualify, and then they they made it, I think once, yeah, and then it, they they didn't, and then destroyed the, the history ever since. Years. Destroyed it, yeah, yeah. Well, Real Madrid won their thirty fifth league title. I'm sure that they've, you know, it's all profit. I'm sure they've not already spent away those winnings <laughs> before cashing in. They thrashed. Uh, they probably Espanol didn't even see it. Do it. They just taken from them before they even got no. it. Honestly, <laughs> I tell you what, though, it was nice to see Carlo Ancelotti getting a proper celebration because, uh, you know, they, they he won La Decima, he won the Champions League, and then they sacked him the last time. 
So nice to see him finally uh, win the league. And yeah, we're they're talking probably about, second again. They might second again, right? Oh, for sure they will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but if they're fifth in December or they they're struggling in the Champions League and look like they're not going to get out of the group stage, yeah, I think they'd sack Carlo mm-hmm. again. And when he decides to retire, he'll. I bet he's in Vancouver. <laughs> John Hoban's replacement. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, 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 no coaching. <laughs> wasn't his wasn't there. his girlfriend Canadian? His wife, his wife yeah. our yeah. wife from Vancouver. Yeah, he was saying he was in Vancouver for quite a while. They it's asked him. Was it, was it last week? Be or the week before? They asked him about um, who he's going to be rooting for at the the World Cup, given that Italy's not there. And he goes, "Well, Canada is my second home." Yeah, immediate answer to which yeah. people googled what? You might the Whitecaps got him. There you go. Oof. Oof. I'm I'm sure there's been a couple of lunches. Yeah. He can only manage superstars. He he's not manage, touching uh, that. Not no, on that budget. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> if you're giving him 22 million to spend on three designated players, mm, might. <laughs> well, maybe it would take 22 million to get him in there. I think maybe I'll bring Kareem Benzema over. You know, he's 34 now. Time for a new challenge. They're going to sign yeah. Mbappe, apparently, right? And Kane don't need wow. Benzema. So uh, hey, there you go. Bring him to Vancouver. Vancouver, right there. Fit, you know, event. You know, when he's rolling himself out in a wheelchair, he's just down yeah. the road. Boom. Carlo or Benzema? Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Carlo could, could do a job at the back there, actually. Yeah, it? he's got the Zimmer frame. <laughs> Speaking of do, doing a <laughs> you job. You see Craig's Zimmer frame impression? You see that one no. walking down the street yeah. yesterday? Oh, yeah, he was walking with you one yesterday. You see a guy who's six foot five doing a Zimmer frame impression? It's the funniest freaking thing you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. We were talking about titles the other day. How many, how many trophies count? With Messi, uh, Marcelo <laughs> is Real Madrid's most successful player ever. Twenty-four trophies for the club with that La Liga crown. Wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been there forever. He's been there a long time. It's, uh, yeah. I think he's had a contract at the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. He? He's going to join Pepe somewhere, right? He's been annoying people for <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't think he'd do well at Porto with uh, with Pep. Uh, I feel like Pep's one of those guys that you'd have to drag him away. He'll Such he'll play until he's forty two, forty five, maybe. There's no one more punchable in world football than Pep, than Pep? or Pepe, whoever he pronounces freaking yeah. out. Pep always <laughs> awful. Pee yeah. Diego Costa was pretty punchable though, unless he was on your team. Mm. He was yeah, a pretty unlikable guy. He was just so aggressive, but Pep is just a prick. Okay, so <laughs> two two things. Yeah. Who is Deech's? Deech. What? Who is Deech's what? Danny Diggio's most, yeah, or Sa- uh, Robbie Savage, yeah. Robbie Savage, yeah. punchable, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I was so uh, said on the last show, Jimmy. I don't know if if you were uh, around for that. I think so, but it said we should do on Wednesday's show our uh, build a five aside team of managers that would be good real life politicians. That's for Wednesday, was, though, right? Not not tonight. Right? Story. Yeah, yeah, for, you, for, Wednesday, you, for Wednesday. You know, oh, I God. was on that, right? Yeah, I realize you that forget now. about you're me always a lot, around. Don't you? I don't forget about you. Did you win a championship? Were you on that team? No. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was I was there. Were you on the last episode? No, I, I was there. I was talking with you for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. And, the, was, and in fact, I was out with you last night in case you forgot. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I did. did. Yeah, oh, you definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Charles is like, I'm tired. I'm like, mm, wonder why. Like, I really did. Wonder why. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, it just seems so long ago. It does. I know. Yeah, yeah. fun. It did seem a good long times. time ago. Um, was going to say the punchable five aside. 
Like the, mm. Rather than do a punchable 11, we can That'd come up good. with that on, on Wednesday. Just okay. five faces that you'd love to well, punch or no, think no, are the most punchable. Let's make well, a segment every Wednesday. this right now with me. <laughs> Ooh, who's the... Ooh. Who's the lucky guy to escape that? You're well, one, and the best guy beside you is number yes. two. There must be something else we can come up That's with me. other than punchable. Well, listen, I think we'd make it a segment each week, but this week we're doing politicians, right? Yeah. And then next week we'll think of something different. Maybe it's punchable, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that on Wednesday, or, or we'll forget about it completely. But Elevens or five aside? No, five, because we haven't got time for elevens. Five is fair. Yeah. Jesus. That's a lot of politicians. No, I think you can do it. We'll we'll tear it. I'll I'll send the text before and, we'll, and explain you know, we'll, to us exactly we'll what you're because I forget what you were talking about last we'll, time. We'll f- we will fill real cabinet positions, and this all comes from the old press secretary for Tony Blair said that, and he wrote a whole piece in the British version of the Economist or whatever about how Jurgen Klopp is politics needs more Jurgen Klopps, and specifically he would love to see Klopp in politics. So I just mm-hmm. thought we could name right five guys that. Also, might make good real life politicians. Yeah. So that's where the idea came from. When was the last time an English person said that about a German? (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, we got that sorted then. Um, Quick MLS mentions TFC losing 2 1 at home to Cincinnati. Montreal 1 2 1. We don't know because we couldn't watch it at the Bower app because they couldn't change the freaking television screen. I had it on my phone for about 10 minutes, but they were out of it. Jesus Jimenez scored again, though, didn't he? I believe. Good. Um, I know that Nick Hagelin got an assist. Nick Hagelin did get an assist against his old I'll team. tell you what. I was always Charms, a big I'm going to say something. That, that bothered me when we were at the bar. They have 25 TVs and only on one box. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The if they switch one channel, they all change. What yep. the fuck? There's also one waitress. There was yeah, one waitress, yeah. That took forever. But I just don't I, – I, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, for people that love baseball, brilliant, but put the TFC game on. I know. Right? Get mm-hmm. a little action going on for us. Yeah. Disappointing. And, and, yeah, and there's got to be situations like on Sunday where there'd be a NASCAR race that there's a couple of tables and they would like to watch or something. Shouldn't all of be course, one – that's why – not one size fits all. Not one sport right. fits all. Oh, when we went to the West Ham bar, they had around the corner still had Chelsea and who is it? Arsenal? Arsenal? Yeah. Chelsea, Arsenal were playing, weren't they? It can uh, be we'll, done, technically. You can, can have done. more than one feed. Yeah. yeah. We will speak before then, Craig, but how are you feeling about Thursday? The return leg mm. going to Frankfurt. The same way I was when I, uh, before the Lyon game. So that's good. Because mm. they won 3-0. I think yeah. they're not out. They're not out of it, but no, no they're not out of it. I, but I think there's going to be goals. But they got to get. I think they got to get the first one. Did you feel on watching them on Sunday that it was a bit on their minds? I oh, was yeah. surprised. There was a moment there where Declan Rice lost his head. I forget who it was. He was after, yeah, but he yeah. wouldn't chill, and everyone had to come around. I forget who it was finally who kind of stepped in the way. Like, look, if you don't cool it, you're going to have a problem with me. Yarmolenko or someone. Where he yeah. finally seemed to like snap back to reality, but he was livid. <laughs> yeah, I think the pressure is pretty intense from these guys right now because the fans are like, you know, really enjoying the run and they're so close and they could never have a better chance to win in Europe than right now. So, right. well, yeah. we'll talk about it before then. It Twice definitely reflected in the last two performances. They've they've checked out of the Premier League. 
I'm looking at James Sharma in the top right. He's checked out of this episode, so <laughs> probably put a bow on here. Totally done. Time for bed there, Jimmy James. You can go yeah, to bed, bud. I think so. And the rest of you... He's uh, got the sweats going through hey, By the way, C- CPO, <laughs> Calvary, Calvary beat uh, Pacific today, 2-0. Oh, there you go. I didn't see the final score before we came yeah. on. Well Good done. result for Calvary. Got their... I think Needed it's their that. first How first did Forge win? do this? Uh, or not Forge? Uh, York. My, they're my favorite uh, team York now. Drew. Yeah, they, they, drew, they drew with uh, with Ottawa. They're doing two, better two. than yeah. they were last I year. I think they good. scored. Uh, Ottawa was, was up 2-1 in, I think, the last few minutes of the game. Then hmm. York ended up scoring. Ozaze Di Rosario on the score sheet again. That's yeah, good to see him, him scoring. Right yeah, now, he? he's, a, he's a great mm-hmm. little striker. Yeah. And then yeah, how, yeah. good old Hardy's team won as well. Yeah, Halifax won. Yeah, they beat... Uh, they beat Edmonton three one. That must be hard out there to to put a team together, or harder, isn't it? Yeah, it's it was you know talking to Hardy, it was very difficult for him trying to trying to get players to like, come out to Halifax with the salary kind of like I mean, yeah, you know, and then you got to find ton. housing for the players, and yeah, yeah. he's no, done well difficult. assembling that team though. His Halifax yeah. team is. is Really good, and like yeah. Rampersad is a hell of a player. He's like, awesome. Just seems what a leader on the on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, Corey, he's a great player. Corey Bent, yeah. who I think played U Sports out there, right? Was he Cape Breton or something? That's right. Yeah, Corey Bent. He was at Cape Breton. He's English English kid, and he got mm-hmm. drafted and came in. He he's been uh, he's been dynamic for them. Mm-hmm. Really has been. But it was it was a good result. They needed that result. And and for those people that haven't been out to Halifax, what a place that is! By the way, beautiful mm-hmm. city. They got a great setup. The crowd are right into it every game. It's probably one of the best in the league. Well, are they, they, are a, they close to downtown? Like it's kind of they right, can make a right downtown in the mix. Right. So you got oh, the so bars. And, you walk out of the bars and you're walking maybe you know hundred yards and you're sitting in the stadium. Wow. Yeah. I, I like really Halifax good. a lot. It's a great place. I covered the university uh, basketball, the U Sports Final Eight tournament there like four four years in a row. So I've only experienced Halifax in the dead of March. I would love to experience in the summer. We should do a road trip. Do they have an official pie supplier at the ground there? In they actually have to, I believe they have got pies there, I think. I'm going to um, Cape Breton. I'm going to go play Cabot Lynx. Because when, when Halifax first came to play York, um, that's when the whole chant, our pies are better than your pies, was born. Uh, so I think Halifax do have uh, a pie supplier, who I'm sure are fantastic. Just not as good as mine. Yeah, you, we, should, we should develop a rivalry then. We should take a road trip, and you should go. We should stand in the parking lot across the street and sell yours out of the back seat of a truck. <laughs> yeah, pie yeah. wars. We'll do a podcast while you're selling pies. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's you also rank. We'll talk to Hardy. Rank who yeah. had the best pies in the uh, in, in the football league. They do that. Oh in, yeah, like shoot magazine and stuff like that. Yeah, we've cool. we've done that before. I think with each was on, and we did that. I think they're all shit. I never had a good one anywhere. Fulham had a good pie. You have somewhere. Fulham? Oh, yeah. Fulham never, had a good pie. I never had a, yeah, pie with pie and Fulham would be good. That's mm-hmm. a posh pie. Yes. Yeah, there, was shrimp, there was shrimp in it, and it was a oh, cottage pie. Course, a, little 30, bit of, I think. a touch of caviar on top. Yeah. It'd be a cottage pie. A little bit. <laughs> cottage Literally. pie. Decent charms. A little bit. All right. Well, uh, which, that's that's the dessert for the show. I tried to say goodbye ten minutes ago, and <laughs> I didn't ask any questions. Did I? <laughs> no, this time you didn't. No, this time you didn't. No, but I'm glad we hit the CPL. I was glad to hit hit those and uh, want to get to a game soon. So whether that's Halifax or not, we should do a Footy Prime road trip, boys. For yeah, sure. The CPL are listening. They should definitely um, send us like like they can pay for everything, and we'll bring the podcast on the road to CPL venues around the country. Yeah, 
Victoria we are the number one podcast, aren't we? Yeah, we are. In the world. In the world. Any least, format. We, we dwarf Joe Rogan. Hmm. We are the Joe number Rogan. one soccer podcast in Moldova. Exactly. So we should just fly that flag. It's because we don't speak, we don't always talk about football. <laughs> That's true. We talk about sports. Sports talk uh, generally is uh, fucking boring. <laughs> dentistry. Yeah. The la- last week, dentistry, Olympic diving, uh, deaths, and super agents, and uh, pies. I feel like mm-hmm. that's our top four talking points. And facials. And facials, yeah. <laughs> Balls in the face. <laughs> Hopefully, you enjoy this episode and don't feel like you just took a ball in the face. Cheers for listening. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.